That was nice. Yeah. Watch out, yours is going to spill. If I drink it. Hello, friends. Hello, everyone. Happy, uh, well, today's Saturday. Mm hmm. We're recording on Saturday. Yep. How are you all? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he waiting for a response? <laughs> What's going on? Well, why are you referring to me plurally? <laughs> yeah. <now? laughs> I was like, oh, the real, the Texas roots are coming out. Uh,. Saturday. So it's uh, it's been uh, it, it's an interesting week. Of, I guess about as interesting as it can get amidst the uh, you know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of some some changes, which ties into our theme this week, mm-hmm. um, we're recording on a Saturday afternoon. Yep. Well, what are we drinking? First of all. Um. Uh, okay. Well. So we wanted to talk about work today and the various jobs we've held in the past um, to celebrate that today or tomorrow, trying to get cut tomorrow, <laughs> uh, today may very well have been my last day at my job of nine years. So that's kind of a big deal. Nine years. So of course we've been talking about not just jobs in general, but jobs that we've had. And I guess whenever someone's going through that change, you naturally kind of reminisce over all the different mm-hmm. things that you've done. And, you know, it's a, it's, it can be an interesting journey. You know, it, uh, we're taught or trained at an early age that it's supposed to be pretty much upward, an upward journey. And then that you're supposed to be set and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You have your career and um that probably doesn't really apply to a lot of people anymore even people that are like, quote unquote successful don't really hang on to jobs as much you know who it applies to about one to two percent of people right like the, as in like the, the rich 1%? people that we should yeah. be eating right now well they don't have jobs because they're just born rich and then they just yeah so the the drink that yes. I made, um, it's kind of like a bl- uh, blueberry lemon drop, but I added creme de violet to make it kind of more floral because my inspiration was my very first job at 15. I was a florist. So I started that. And that's someone who works with flowers, right? Not floors. Yes. Okay. Um, I yes, I was a floral arranger, and I, basically, I worked at a flower stand that, at the time, was just a stand. It was like this little shack thing, and it was mostly outdoors. And you know, I was 15 years old. We told the guy I was 16 so that I could get the job because my friend worked there. Uh, you lied. I lied, but then I got a work permit anyway, so you it was fine. Frauded and, and the government. He paid me under the table, so it doesn't matter. But. Yeah. Um, but it was cool because my mom worked in the same parking lot at the bar. So I was like right by my mom's work. And so I would go in and like be like, yo, give me $3. I want to go to Taco Bell. You know, stuff like that. Wow. Like, like and you do. could live like royalty on $3 at Taco Bell. I did. In the, yeah. in the day. <laughs> what did I? I always got, a, it was a seven layer burrito and a side nacho. I would just get the blue menu, whatever the blue part of the menu was. Yeah. You know, it was always that. Two or three items from there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like the taco, the bean burrito, the whatever. It was just the, just the blue menu. It's like the 79 cent, something like that. Something. Yeah, so that that was my, my very first job. It shaped my formative working years. I worked there for about, I don't know, it was over a year, maybe close to two, like in high school. But then um, my parents asked me to quit for my senior year of high school so that I didn't have any distractions. Um, and I went back to having no money again for my whole senior year. But I was, I mean, I was super busy then. Like I was in all the plays and did plays outside of school then. I, I did all kinds of stuff. But yeah. 
can go more. Anyways, I the drink yeah. is the drink mm. is floral because of the creme de violet, and I wanted it to be, you know, a little nice and bright without like sweet. I wanted it to be sweet um, without tasting like a bar of fucking soap. You, know? you did that. I, I nailed it. It doesn't taste like anything from Bath and Body Works. Oh, thank God. And these are all, not all places that I work. We'll get into our, our jobs a little bit more. Well, I'm like allergic later. to everything inside Bath and Body Works, so I'm glad it doesn't taste like that. Um, yeah. That place just, just plain gives me a headache. I don't think it's yeah. allergy. It's just... Well, oof. I just like, I break out into hives. I wonder what if anyone's done any longitudinal research with people that have worked there and what sorts of weird ailments they may have developed from <laughs> from being subjected to the <laughs> smells like all day i imagine there's there's probably like a there should be a fragrant workers of america union that, maybe there that is yankee candle and yeah. uh <laughs> bath and body works and, and lush parfumeria or someplace yeah, like that, that victoria's secret it's a perfume store See what they did there? Yeah, they it's did, in the you name, know, like yeah. cafeteria, perfumeria, mm-hmm. washateria, many areas. Carpeteria. Carpeteria. You remember that song? No. Carpeteria. It kind of reminded me of like, like Dynasty or Love Boater. It was very 80s. Maybe that was just here locally. Carpeteria. <laughs> well, now I've got to pause and go look that up (laughs) yeah i'll youtube it for you okay (laughs) so now that song will be stuck in andy's head yes thank you for that um um, that that is a catchy and delightful tune okay um (laughs) so um i already talked about my first job tell me about yours um, well, in addition to um, very much like uh, Veronica Sawyer, uh, Winona Ryder's character, Heather's. Um, yeah, in addition to my first job of being popular and stuff uh-huh. in high school, um, my first actual legit uh, paying job was at Baskin Robbins Thirty One Flavors. Delicious. I um, I schmoozed. I used my close personal connection to a friend of mine who was already working there and uh, she um, put in a good word for me or a word I don't know you know (laughs) it was was ice cream I don't know how good (laughs) of a word it had to be (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, so I was um, you know just at that uh, at that age where you know, your peers and your friends start getting jobs and start getting... How old were you? Getting spending money. 16. And of course, you know, before then I did a lot of jobs. I'd take care of like neighbors' houses and uh, a couple of like flyer handing out things. But the first actual job where I got a paycheck um, was there. And my two best days at that job were my first day and my last day because the first day was training day. Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Andy. Well, yeah, but they they trained me and had me make every single thing on the uh, on the menu. And at Baskin-Robbins, so, yeah, so you had to learn how to properly scoop mm-hmm. ice cream. There are two sizes. Uh, There's a regular scoop and a smaller, uh, like, junior scoop. Which was actually used for all the um, like the Sundays and banana splits, mm. but you didn't tell people that you're using a smaller scoop. That's just what you did because they're going to sue you. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I'm giving away all the secrets. Blowing it wide open here. <laughs> uh, so 31 yeah, thirty-one flavors, thirty-two fucking secrets. <laughs> well, that was my first experience uh, with how painfully irritating customers can be. Um, with their stupid jokes because what the most popular joke like dad joke is was uh one of two from there because one of them first of all 31 flavors yes i admit it there were not exactly 31 flavors at all times there was anywhere from you know 
twenty something to over thirty. But well, we don't... would always get the jokes there. It's like, oh, I only counted twenty seven flavors. You're gonna have to change your name. Um, there was. He's probably either the same person or like the brother of the. Is there anything else I can get you? I'll take a million dollars. Yeah. So then that guy's brother would come in after him, and we'd give those little tasters and get free tasters. And after tasting three or four, we're like, well, guess I don't have to buy anything. I'm full now. Ah. Uh. And that's when I started envisioning murder with a plastic pink spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds about right. But you know, you're for a me. Kid. It was it was the the gardening shears that we would use mm-hmm. to cut the bottoms of the flowers. I got to know a lot of my friends' dads during that time <laughs> because we were the only yeah. like local flower shop. So like my friends' dads yeah. would come by, like, oh, you're friends with my son Jared, and I'm like, oh yeah, what'd you do? To need to buy these flowers today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. in trouble a lot. <laughs> um, interesting side note. I, uh, my, uh, d- you know, of course we're going to talk about several other jobs, but my, uh, one of my good friends from high school I just talked to this morning uh, had quite the job resume. And just like any other team, was just trying to make some pocket cash and, trying to do some some things and pretty much was open to anything he spent a brief period working at an adult video store oh nice in the area and uh speaking of running into friends dads oh no yeah he he had quite a few of those um i do the phoebe oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we, uh, he would have been a good person to, to talk to mm-hmm. on the podcast, but, you know, we would have had to not use names because he, his memory is pretty impeccable and he had some pretty good, uh, information about to, about the specific preferences some oh. of our friends' dads had, so. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah. I want to hear about that when we're not recording. Um, the other... The only other cool thing about um, working at Basket Robbins that everyone was pretty nice. I, I floated around to a couple of locations. Um, the, the first place I started was just in a strip mall, and then they moved me to uh, another strip mall because uh, they there were mostly uh, girls working at that location, and they got flashers late at night. So you got to be the flasher defender? Well, yeah. They just said, oh, if we just have another guy here... Yeah, but that person won't come around, and mm. and I mean, I technically it worked, I guess, but right, never <laughs> heard I, anything. I never ran into a flasher, but then some people are like, "Huh, Andy moves over there, and then the flashing stops." Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together. <laughs> Someone was just on our porch a second ago. I'm surprised uh, Dottie didn't bark. Probably uh, Amazon. I bought us a present for the day. Oh, mm. fun. Uh, anyway. So, yo, yeah, and this should be the sponsorship opportunity episode because we're just throwing out brand names. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, The only other cool thing, again, about that place was there was a a wiener schnitzel right next door. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Fun fact, y'all may not know this, but Andy, (laughs) like, loves wiener schnitzel. Um, We would get reports that the Saturday... um, manager or boss's son i guess he would work he worked one shift on a saturday morning and and they would always tell me that after a shift he would go to wiener schnitzel and have lunch and then watch us and then you basically tell on us if he saw us doing anything you know like standing around or leaning i don't know if he ever did that but what a weasel well that was i don't know if the story is a interesting note is i ran into him later in my life um, during my education career, he was a teacher at, at one of the campuses I worked at, and obviously completely different dynamic. Then um, you know, I had a chance to talk to him, and and he he had some some interesting stories to tell about his familial situation. So, anyway, um, yeah, and that was that was my indeed. first job, minimum wage four twenty five, which. 
um, we were talking the other day, like any minimum wage job, any any person that pays you minimum wage would pay you less if they could. Mm-hmm. It's just they have to. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's why so many restaurants in other states have different regulations. Like they can make two thirteen an hour in Texas, mm-hmm. two thirty seven an hour in Michigan, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Like even New York's only like four something Jeez. for restaurant workers, and it's because of tips. Yeah. Like they, I mean, thank God it's not like that here, because I can barely survive in San Diego, making more than minimum wage plus tips. So we'll see. We'll see. My new job is is different. It's very different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too much into it because, you know, as as we all know, I don't like to reveal where I work on the podcast. So um, not that I mind someone coming to visit. I just don't want to get fucking sued mm-hmm. by the companies that I work for for saying anything. So uh, that I, I, I have nothing bad to say about my new job. Um, I started a couple days ago. I've been trying to remember this whole time, like, what it was that I liked so much from Baskin-Robbins. Because I liked a few things. Like, I not not just the scoop. I like the scoop flavors. Yeah. But there was, like, this, like, Jamocha Freeze or something. It was, um, like, a coffee drink, maybe, that was, like, a slushy kind of, or... So, all of our... Like many food places and and by the way i will go on record here saying that i i firmly believe that every there should be a law or every uh citizen has to work food service or retail oh, yeah. at least like three months out of their life at mm-hmm. some point uh it should be part of the the school career just so they get an idea of what it's like to deal with mm-hmm. with customers but ours it was part of a franchise he owned a few locations Oh, and after the Flasher store, I got called up to the big leagues. I actually got to work at the mall location, so oh my. look out. That was, uh, you know, that was a big time when you got to actually work at the mall. Um, Not your last mall job. No, no. I, uh, I stuck around in malls. But our stores were a little pared down, mm. that franchise owner. So we didn't have soft serve or yogurt frozen yogurt or anything because those machines were really expensive and and they're difficult to clean and we didn't have a lot of those anything that required a fancy machine Mm -hmm. other than like a milkshake uh we didn't have we didn't care so you don't know what i'm talking about when i say i kind of yeah i mean i never made one but it was like jamocha ice cream with like it's like a frappuccino, basically. Uh-oh. Like coffee, I think. Hmm. But, I mean, that's something I would order in high school, which, like, even that, like, maybe had one or two in my life, but I liked that drink. Drink dessert thingy. I remember for a while, the the first place I worked at, we still made our own waffle cones that we had. Um, <laughs> he bought, I don't know, it was one of those, like, maybe due to a shipping error. There was maybe 50 boxes like box cases of waffle mix oh. waffle cone mix oh my. like in the storeroom so we had it for days so we still had the the um waffle iron with the logo mm-hmm. on it and we would make waffle cones and have those people in. and you know we'd keep a little bag with the broken pieces because mm-hmm. we couldn't sell them but that made for a fun nutritious snack um <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like when I was little like my mom would take me we lived kind of near one and she would take me occasionally and I always liked to look in the case at like the clown Sunday cake thing oh yeah yeah that thing I liked clowns weird. growing up I'm one of the weirdos that I was fine I was fine with clowns they never scared me yeah we uh we learned how to well to build the cakes mm. um so you know how to do the clown one? No, that was a special mm-hmm. one. There was only one person at one of the stores that could do special cakes. I expect you to learn by my birthday. I don't have, I don't have tools. I have so many piping bags and things. I used to bake professionally. I have so much stuff. That's one thing I, I could say. I did own my own business at one time. That's right. I yeah. did. It didn't do very well, but whatever maybe 
don't know. When I got hired at my current slash job I'm leaving right now is when my baking business didn't take off. I became a server and bartender at that place. Mm Mm-hmm. I was rather good at it. It was just uh, a lot of work. So what was the coolest job you had where you felt like the the coolest cool person hmm, I don't know I don't know if I have one I stay places for a long time so that's the thing oh probably DJing professional DJ well yeah I don't know cool. why I didn't think of that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that was you know that was so <laughs> no I mean no and like we were talking about this the other day kind of I I was a professional DJ I spun records and for me, it wasn't like a wicka, 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 you know, like any of that shit. It was like I would just play songs and I would make the songs mash up together and make sense. And I had actual people that would come see me play, which was awesome. Um, I did have a friend who he has now left us in the world. He's passed away. My friend Phil, who was like, I would always say, Hey, my number one fan is here because he went to all my fucking shows, like no matter where or what or whatever was going on. He was always there because he liked the music that I would play. And that was I felt like so supportive, you know, good friend. May he rest in peace. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to him. Cheers to Phil. It's what like Facebook recommends all the time that I have him follow the podcast. And I'm like, he's I just. It's like it kind of like hurts a little bit mm-hmm. each time I see it. You know, he's no longer with us, but So how long did you do that for? Professional DJ? Yeah. A couple of years. I um I was doing that while I was also working one of my first bar jobs. Mm. So like I didn't work that many days or hours at the bar, which was great. But the DJ thing helped me supplement my income because I got paid well to DJ and I didn't make that much money at the bar. Well, bartender is like a cool person job. I mean, for... It depends where you work, though. It's not like I ever really worked anywhere like that rad. But for normal nerds like me, you know, that is that is a cool job. I mean, you get to be... You, you get to work at the places that people go to for fun. I mean, it's like, it's like when you're... A teenager and you get to work at the amusement park you know yeah but it's all about where you work though i know like you don't you're not like oh hey what do you do oh i'm a bartender where do you work like the shittiest dive bar i've ever heard of like i work at fucking crickets and or you know i for san diego it's like we haven't even gone into all those terrible places but it's like if i worked at a terrible place it wouldn't be a cool job it's cool if you work somewhere rad you know what i mean it's interesting how that changes, though, over over our lives. Yeah. Like, well, the places I thought were cool when I was that's obviously true. a teenager at 21 are not the places that I think are cool now. Oh, for sure. But, like, I mean, that's the other thing. I feel like I would meet, you know, when I was single or by myself, I would meet people and they would always say, like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a bartender. And the first question is always, where do you bartend? And that's the thing is like, you know, I often would decline to say because I don't I don't need like super anonymity or anything, but I don't just want to tell a random person I just met where I work because I like have to be nice to you at work Mm -hmm. and I don't have to be nice to you in conversation when I'm out at a bar. Like, you know, at least if they were a weirdo or a creep or something, I wouldn't be forced to be nice to them unless I was on the clock. That's interesting. And I think I, when you when you work uh, retail or food ser- or any location, I think when people ask that question, oh, where do you work? You say that the answer is that the name of the place that you work. You don't say like, oh, I'm a retail sales associate. Right. Like, like oh, no, no, I work at, <laughs> I work at The Gap or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. That was not one of my jobs, though. I think, you know, another thing is like, I, I was, I've never been like someone that promotes my bar Mm -hmm. because I don't think that that's my fucking job. One, like, you know what? 
you know how we we know people that are like annoyingly every day here till nine come see me mm-hmm. um i it annoys me like i mean that's fine like i can just unfollow or whatever yeah but i'm always like i get that you have to do this because that's a requirement from your boss but there are places that will fire you if you don't promote or don't bring enough people in which to me seems like i don't know your fucking job as the owner and not my job as your employee who makes minimum wage to promote your business that's like uh when i was well i'll get into this in the next segment but um when you're uh when i was living in austin i knew people that were part of the 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 blossoming music scene as it were like they weren't quite there yet they were trying to get places and it was really hard to sort of get a foothold in the in the good places um but one thing that they would do is you would sort of get a you would they would give you a spot like a tuesday at eight o'clock or something which mm. is you know that not, nobody goes nobody's there at that time but they give you flyers like you know a hundred flyers and your job is supposed to pass them out and you get paid based on the number that people bring in. So it's like, here, take this, this is your basically your ticket. So you hand them out to people and if they actually come to the club and bring the flyer in, then that's how they would pay you. So sometimes, I mean, people would come in or people would just be there, but you'd bring in five flyers and so you got five bucks or whatever, whatever the rate was. Uh, either that or they pay you in drugs, so. Oh. Yeah. I was not expecting that for some <laughs> reason. Huh? Yeah. Drugs? Yeah, like a... Yeah. What kind of drugs? Like pot or something. Oh, okay. Like uh, a dime bag? Or, they, you know, they give you a bar tab for that night or something mm-hmm. like that. It was because they were doing <coughs> you a favor, giving your <coughs> giving me. your band uh, a venue, like a uh, an audience, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah, thankfully it wasn't that way when I was doing the DJ night and stuff. Like, you know, we would book the bands and then like the guy that ran the night who um, I was associated with, um, he, my associate as it were, (laughs) he only made money off of the door plus like a commission of the bar sales. So he always wanted people to come in, but I made a certain amount regardless hmm. like I always made like 50 bucks an hour or something like that where like that was like a great job for me because you know I was there for four hours so it was like 200 bucks a night or something like mm-hmm. that but the other thing was um, that like I mean he got great acts out there and stuff like we had really good bands like some bands that made it like not huge but like there's one band who got pretty big that we booked and not because we booked them, but it was a coincidence. And like, we would just pack the fucking house and it was a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. But then that led to me getting other gigs like DJing pride. Like I was saying, I got to DJ pride one year and it was super fun on a Saturday night. Um, I got to like party and hang out with my friends all day and then go DJ the night away, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I got to do like a fashion show once other things there were plenty of things that i got to do it it was so long ago now it was over 10 years ago at this point like i hardly remember it was way more longer longer than 10 years ago but (laughs) it's so so interesting just how no but these all represent almost for me sometimes it even seems like just different lives in Mm -hmm. general and just seeing like I'm watching it on a screen, like I'm watching a movie, the life of this person that worked at this place. Um, I don't know about you. I could use a break, refill. Yeah, we finish our drinks. And then uh, when we come back, there's there's more. But wait. There's, there's more. more. Um, yeah, because I, I have a couple other things to share. I would like to know about famous people we've run into in our jobs. Oh, yeah. I've got a few minor... No, nobody special, but we'll see. And we're back. Ow. Did I get your finger? No. Oh. Well, yes, but I didn't feel it. Sorry. Now for the portion of the episode where you can hear our drinks stirring in the tumblers. Yes. For the and rest of the time. I think, I think, I don't know. I haven't really 
been paying attention to <laughs> not that I haven't been paying attention to you I'm, I've noticed that I swirl more as I go along one because you know, we're drinking, drinking more but yeah. then also I'm just kind of like la da 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 <laughs> blah 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 you know getting into our our talky groove mm-hmm. yeah and I I notice like little twitches that I have like I like to scratch my like the back of my neck like where my hairline is and I'm like always so paranoid that you're gonna be able to hear it on the recording because <laughs> the microphone's pretty close to there you know but anyway yeah I've noticed a lot of the my weird nuances which I was already aware of is from my current job mm-hmm. which is presenting and and training and all that stuff and having to record yourself you you pick up on your nuances and uh, I remember <laughs> the first time I started a job where I was in the training capacity, like training other adults, teachers in front of a audience I had to practice. And I guess what I was doing was I was subconsciously, uh, I had a pen in my hand, so I was up there talking and I kept oh subconsciously my clicking my pen. And I felt pretty good about it. I was nervous. And I remember talking to my boss afterwards. She was like, that was great. That was great. You know, really good. And everything was fine. She's like, but one thing that you might want to do is <laughs> you might want to put that pen down because you were clicking it like the entire time. I'm like, oh my gosh. I felt so, so mortified. So I did that on er- in an spit. early episode. I don't remember which episode it was, but I was sitting here like with the cap of the pen yeah. going. Yeah, no, it's... I think it was, like, one of the first times we talked to Jeremiah, maybe, and you were like, stop it. <laughs> we, we naturally do that and way. don't. Yeah. Don't, but, but hey, we never promised perfection. This no. is homebound happy hour. You so know what? We'll start shit we're doing perfecting our shit when we start getting paid to do this. We're way less annoying <laughs> than an actual happy hour. So you're welcome, <laughs> audience. <laughs> well, that's because we don't have to talk, talk <laughs> to dominate any kind of conversation. Right. It's just us. You're forced to listen to it. Uh, All right. So, so celebrities. <laughs> yeah. So in our various jobs, like what what famous people have we? Oh, I've met a lot. Jobs and new. I know you have a ton. So I have a ton. Uh, I'll I'll just like I'll narrow it down. Um, very first ever. John Lovitz. Hmm. My first one. Um, I was working at a fine dining Chinese restaurant in the gas lamp. I was technically the bar manager, but, um, or like the, like off, like the lounge, I guess, manager, but I did the schedule for the whole restaurant. And that's what I was talking about last week, you know, how I met my tattoo artist. She worked at the restaurant next door, which was like a sister restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was a different, um, uh, concept, but the same owner. Anyway, John Lovitz came in with his then girlfriend who was like younger than me at the time. She was like maybe 22 Mm -hmm. and he was, this was in the 2000s, early 2000s. So he was probably at least 50. I don't know how old, how old he really is now, but, um, you know what? No judgment on dating a younger woman, but, um, but she, I don't know. There was so their vibe was weird. But anyway, he apparently doesn't tip very well. So mm. she palmed me 20 bucks and was like, "I'm sorry, he's the worst ever." Because mm. I think he left me $5 on their check, which it was fine dining, so not cheap. Still more than a lot of people give you now that that aren't. Oh yeah, I made $6 total today on brunch, so if yeah. you were if you were going out to a restaurant right now, again we are in the midst of of a pandemic, uh, uh, a plague of sorts, if you will. And I was just thinking, you know, avoiding that phrase, avoiding avoiding it like the plague, doesn't really hold up anymore because people aren't doing shit to avoid the plague or a pandemic or anything like that. They're still going out, but wherever you are locally in in our area indoor dining is is banned and as we mentioned before you can still go and dine out at a restaurant but if you're going to do that you gotta tip tip. you gotta tip tip. anyway 
Continue. We haven't dined out yet um, at all other than takeout. Yeah. But I like to think that if we were going to, I would tip the way I normally do, which is usually 30% and then it gets lower if you suck. I don't really feel like going to my favorite restaurant's parking lot to eat. Yeah. Or... I don't know. That's the only thing that makes me conflicted is I want to support local restaurants, but I can still support them by getting takeout. Yeah. You know? And it's, you know, I have a lot of industry friends that need that right now, that need people to come in that are promoting their restaurants. But, oh, here's Dottie. You'll hear Mm. her panting. I just got a very promising text message from a coworker saying that the manager we're both working with tomorrow who wants to cut me if he can so that today was my last day said that he might also cut her which means i'm first on the cut list which means i'll probably get cut although Um, i don't i'm confused why would he text her no no it's weird yeah so i'm gonna probably be like hey what's going on um but anyway if he forces me to work tomorrow and she gets to be off i'm gonna be so mad like this was the perfect last day Mm. i got to work with people that i like and it was easy. The only thing that was missing was money. Tips. Can't have it all, right? I know. Yeah. Anyways. Mm. Uh, John Lovitz, your turn. <laughs> so I, well, <laughs> um, I haven't had, and we've talked about just different people that, especially when you're working events, like during Comic-Con and all that mm-hmm. stuff, I mean, not meeting celebrities or whatever and i mean i met uh, lin-manuel miranda last summer and this is uh who oh created hamilton the yes he created the character of alexander hamilton <laughs> and wrote that incredible story just kidding the musical so i um after baskin robbins i um and we should i should try to get my friend john on we have we have some fun tales that are from our teenage years but uh, we shared a job at a vitamin nutrition store. Uh, but after that, I worked briefly because I transferred to a location in Austin when I was going to school, but didn't like it there. Uh, didn't like the people I was working with. It's kind of weird. So I went out looking for another job and did did the young kid thing, just roamed around the mall, uh, stopped in, asked who was hiring, who was taking applications, and I got an application from a music land uh, which is, uh, for you kids out there, uh, music used to be available on these weird <laughs> plastic cartridges and silver discs. I don't think we have any kid friends. I think everyone knows what a CD Anyway, is. you would have to go and buy them, uh, buy music, and then put it on your, your specialized player uh, to listen to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I I scored a job at Musicland, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, not just working at the mall, but hey, you work at the at the record store. Now, keep in mind this was Austin. So, as Austin is a cool person music town, mm-hmm. they've got cool um, like hipster CD stores there or music stores um like waterloo records is a famous one and all these other places which are you know that's where everyone the wants amoeba to work but of austin yeah just super like hipster pretentious whatever but we have a bunch of those in san diego they did. um they didn't hire people without experience you had to go work at a at like a corporate record store or some other place and before they would interview that's what someone told me once so so every once in a while we got people working at our store uh part-time that were like oh i you're you're just trying you're to go going over to, to the... um but but uh we were still plugged into the lame mainstream uh music um industry uh but one of the cool things is that uh much like uh, other products especially like beer and wine we were talking about this yesterday uh record labels would have uh reps incentives uh, right they would have uh representatives that work for the label that would come out and basically do marketing so uh, anytime if you remember walking into these stores you'd see these posters or these displays of you know, I don't know, alan jackson mm-hmm. or 
whoever. Alanis Morissette. Who has the Britney Spears? Yeah, whoever. And whatever label they're representing, they would come by and they would drop off cool stuff. They would uh, drop off like promotional CDs. Uh, And then, since Austin was very much a live music place, whenever they would have events, uh, or whenever their bands were touring, they would, quote-unquote, put us on the list at those venues so we could go and... and, uh, and go into the show for free because yeah. of the rep. And that worked about 50% of the time because 50% <laughs> of the time they forget or yeah. whatever. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll put you on the list. Um, because I guess there's a little bit of a pecking order. You don't, like on your first day, get to rep uh, Beyonce or uh, any other superstar. Like you get you get the bands that are getting paid in weed on a Tuesday night. Right. Um, but anyway... So you met a celebrity so, from that? So just people from different bands here and there because the ones that I would get into, the rep would be there and they'd introduce you to, uh, to you know, Bad Religion or I'll Live or whoever. <laughs> I don't remember who the most famous musician was. I think, uh, I don't know, um, The Breeders. Maybe? Oh, that's cool. The met one of the deals, a mm-hmm. uh, be- uh, Kelly deal, because the Breeders weren't playing, but it was the Kelly deal band. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but Musicland was part of the Musicland Corporation, which includes Sam Goody, Suncoast, the Emotion Picture Store. This reminds uh, me of Media them Plays fighting against Q. this in Empire Records. Yes, yes, that you, is so pretty you much were part exactly, of the man. I was part of the man. But we were all still pretentious music fans that sure. were still kind of like, oh, anything on a mainstream, were? Ain't anything on a mainstream label or pop music sucks. You were that. If basically, if we sell it, it sucks. <laughs> because none of the cool bands that I liked at the time were on like Sub Pop or or Discord Records. We didn't carry that that stuff there i just marvel at the fact that you said were like that's not how you currently are (sighs) you know it's (laughs) so tiring sometimes (laughs) but i liked um, it before it was cool (laughs) i uh i transferred to the video store to suncoast the same mall i was working at because i had uh i was having a that's a whole different level of nerd. Mid, like, mid quarter life to go crisis. from music oh, yeah. to movie nerd. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a totally different kind of nerd. It's so different. Um, because they're all aspiring um, filmmakers and screenwriters. And, yeah. and, well, I uh, too have made this transition, like from, <laughs> you know, popular local DJ yeah. to now I'm like a movie buff. Well, that's all. Um, Not that I always haven't been, but. You go from aspiring musician to yeah to that and and it's just different it's a different but it, I mean malls are just those types of jobs i mean the the hookup was was king yeah and it was all about hey man i'll hook you up with like the one that propositioned me outside Do you want of a orange break. julius hey bro i'll hook you up with pizza you hook me up with cds i'm like uh that's not a even exchange, man. I don't know. I think I got the better deal of that because <laughs> these uh, these so-called um, not so-called. So these music reps would bring a lot of promotional CDs so that we would play. Oh, them so in it was store. free, anyways. Just yeah, they and we'd had a we had a process. Um, anything you know, quote unquote, good that we got usually went through the pegging order. So the managers. Mm got first pick of the new Oasis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of these, whatever, you know, who the hell this person, they would just kind of, yeah, take it, take it, take it. So I would take a lot of these and then uh, basically like gave a bag. It's like, I don't know, I'm not really into this music, but you can have all these if you want. And man, did I get hooked up. I probably put on the most weight of my life then because <laughs> I'd go to the pizza place. He's like, all right, I'll make you a whole pie. What do you want? And so mall pizzas, like whole pizzas, are fucking enormous. <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, That's whatever. Like New York giant pizza style. So I thought, okay, cool. We're square. I gave you some crappy CDs. You know, it's a, it's a, 
you know, like siblings of more famous uh, people that never <laughs> got, you know, uh, whatever. So um, I thought we were square, but every time I went to get something to eat, I was not expecting the hookup, but the guy would spot me and would motion me down to his end of the line and would be like, what do you want? I'm like, uh, I just wanted a slice of the pepperoni and a little bit of the ziti. And he would give me like a full on family size portion of the ziti and like another whole pizza or whatever. (laughs) I can just picture you now with like a little (laughs) grease smear on your mouth, like rubbing your tummy like, oh, man. Uh, we had a uh, an in-mall performance from a aspiring boy band uh, that we got to meet. Did uh, they make it? New Flavor. They no, had one no song they did not. <laughs> that answered my <laughs> question. A new flavor? Oh, Christ. Like Sounds a, like a gum. Uh, they have <laughs> like a... possibly the best cover version of Open Arms I've ever heard in my entire life. Open Arms. Oh, my journey? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Gold. Gold. Gold That to reminds me of... Kind of the opposite type thing <laughs> of like that band Travis covered Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. That was solid gold, too. But um, the opposite. So the point of all this is working at Suncoast, we would play different movies and, again, different kind of nerds. So we technically had studio reps, but they weren't schmoozers and they weren't like cool guys um or cool people they were mostly it was a male dominated industry the reps but many are uh, we did we did have a couple of um of women that that were reps but so we didn't get any free stuff so we basically got to pick whatever we wanted uh, to play on there and at one time i was working with um with someone else and I didn't care what he put on, but we put on uh, the movie Anaconda. <laughs> oh, uh, which we kind of watched yeah. with Jeremiah over the phone, and, texting uh, back and forth like a couple weeks ago. You know, we played the movie, had some yucks, and whatever. It was fun, and he... Um, you laughed at Anaconda? Well, I mostly cried during it. It was so bad. It's, it's intense. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, so go on. he was... Uh, going down to change the movie looking for something else in our collection so he had the the cover the box that the the video came in on the counter and this was a weekday and as he was doing that i was not too far away but an older gentleman who was in the store had gone up to the register to make their purchase and I called over to the to the other guy that was working, and I was like, "Hey, um, you know, someone's ready to check out." And I was walking towards that; I was behind them. And as I got around them, I realized I'm like, "Oh shit, that's actually John Voight, who's in Anaconda." Who's in Anaconda? <laughs> He's and the Mr. Ponytail himself in Anaconda. He was, I believe he was in town in Austin shooting uh, Varsity Blues. Yes, that makes sense. So I don't even remember what he purchased. Uh, but he, I just saw him and didn't say anything. He glanced down at the counter where the Anaconda box was and just kind of like, <laughs> like this. <laughs> One chuckle like a... He's all, like, happy. He's like, I was in that movie, you guys! And I remember my coworker just looked at him, looked at the box, looked at him again, and I was like, "Uh, sorry. And then (laughs) completed the transaction. Why was he sorry? I don't know. (laughs) That's the best part where he's like, sorry. Well, I don't know how long he was in the store for, so... So nobody we, helped him? Well, he was just looking around. Okay. I mean, we, we did the greeting like oh, we usually right. do, and he was... Just, I was like, what is it, me at an Ulta? He was the only person. Completely like I'm not even there. <laughs> in the store. So he may have been there for a while if we were talking <laughs> shit about this movie, probably. Oh my God. <laughs> and or his performance, so I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love the idea that he heard you talk. 
I don't even oh, remember what I could have said. God. I don't think I talked shit about John Voight. I don't know. How, c- how could you not the these store? days? But Angelina Jolie's dad, for those who don't know. Oh, so, Man. Yeah. It's probably the most exciting moment I have to share about my work. I mean, I have so many. Like, I mean, Oh, yeah, there are tons. I met... There's- fucking Mark Hamill for the second time the same day I met Frodo, which is Elijah Wood, who was promoting <laughs> Wilfred. Right? So, like, I met fucking Luke Skywalker and Frodo on the same day, which is pretty cool. However, that's like a, that's the best a part about word. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, was that he had been filming a documentary at Comic-Con, like, years before that, when I was 20 or so, and I think around this time I was 30, I think I was 30 um, and he knew my face because I was in his movie. He was like, oh, I remember you from my like editing footage. It wasn't like that familiar. Like he was like, hey, I know you from somewhere. But it was one of those like, you know, he was very chatty and fun and interesting and like to talk to us. And and I said, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, you did like this little documentary like 10 or so years ago at Comic-Con and I was I was in it and he was like you had a different hair color then you had black hair then well, and I was like of course you did yeah right because I've had a million <laughs> but it was like you know I had red hair then when I was talking to him and he was like you had black hair huh and he's like yeah you're actually I think you're in the movie but like I never saw it. it no I never saw it never seen it Mm-mm, never seen it but that I mean but he remembered that which was really cool. He seems like a, a pretty... He's really down to earth. Yeah, down to earth. But also um, someone who has that kind of character that mm-hmm. remembers things that mm-hmm. genuinely like tries his best to to be present and to... Well, I think the, like the, the cutest thing about... Twitter. The cutest thing about them being there and overlapping was that Elijah Wood was due to leave. But he wanted to wait around so he could meet Mark Hamill, mm. which was, like, adorable. He's, like, geeking out. And it's like, we're geeking out about you, dude. Like, you're Frodo. But he also, <laughs> Elijah Wood, was, like, literally lighting one Newport cigarette off the other. Like, he, I, some kind of menthol. Maybe it was, like, yeah, I think it was Newports. He was just, like, chain-smoking chain Newports. <laughs> um And that was like an iffy kind of you don't tell a celebrity you can't smoke here kind of thing, but really shouldn't have been smoking there. Anyway, that was like two days before I met Anthony Bourdain. Comic-Con was always a treat. I mean, the people that were on last year, I hardly knew who any of them were because all the young kids knew who they were. And I'm like, uh... Riverdale or River I knew who the Riverdale people were because I watched Riverdale just to like zone out before work sometimes, but... Um, like the Machine Gun Kelly is like some rapper. Like, I didn't know who that was. He's dating Megan Fox now, apparently. No. You know me, I always got my finger on the pulse. She's going to start playing like the mom characters now. (laughs) She's getting up there. I don't know. She's still (laughs) younger than me. She's like 32. Uh, That's mom. (laughs) Okay. In Hollywood, you're playing mom. I don't know how old she is, but she's young. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, that, like, but, you know, in the same week that I met Frodo and Luke Skywalker, I also met the entire cast of Glee, which included Naya Rivera, who just died recently Mm. of drowning, Mm. Um, and her her fashion was on point. I remember that. Um, Leah Michelle was, like, not nice to anyone. Uh, So there was, that's pretty common knowledge, I guess. But, you know, Anthony Bourdain was really cool to meet. He was not the nicest man I've ever met and like he wasn't like rude or anything but he was very like I don't like that brand of water kind of like straightforward like uh no I'm good I'm not gonna have anything I don't like the brand of bottled water you carry mm. and I was like it's free it's a promotion water <laughs> like we're we're like we have to use this right now like we don't have choice I'd gladly give you a tap but um I guess kind of diva-ish, but, you know, he was cool. He gave a good interview. Whatever. I have so many just from that week alone, like the cast of Game of Thrones, but that was before I watched it, so it didn't really mean anything to me. 
Walking Dead cast was there. Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's about, well, oh, we could talk about how J.K. Simmons was rude to a server at my job. Mm. We need to do a whole show on just celebrities. We could. I mean, I could alone. <laughs> I know you but, could. But um, I don't know. You have, a, like, a pretty big one, but that's a whole other story. Sandra Bullock that you met. Oh. Oh, yeah. I totally they dated. About that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. <laughs> I didn't actually technically interact with her, but anyway, well, maybe yeah. maybe we'll have time for that later or. Yeah. I think, save yeah, it for we have episode. some other topics to get into. So, BRB, we yeah, got to feed Dottie we're anyways. We're going to wrap this up quick. Well, it's just about that time to yeah. to close for the evening. Closing yeah. time. Cheers. Cheers. Closing time. No. Did you did you play that song all the time or? Uh, no, songs? I did have um, a final like song <laughs> of the night that I always played as a DJ, oh. and that was so you would know like that the show was over if I played. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. I don't know why, but it was just always like my little quirky exit. That's fun. Yeah. At least you didn't confuse them and play like the show must go on by Queen. <laughs> like, wait, you just said it must go on, but now we have to go. Uh. Yeah. So often <laughs> I would proceed it with um, Faith by George Michael. Um, I guess kind of an ode to my mom. And then my final song of the night always was 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. And that is how my fans knew that DJ Cupcake was done for the night. Yeah, well, that, that that was my name. <laughs> that ties a nice little bow on things because, you know, this was the Jobs episode, so... Yeah. We, uh... Say goodbye to my job today, probably, and, um... We can... Start another chapter. Yeah. I can put on, I still have the record of 9 to 5, so we could put that on uh, for licensing reasons, yes, not we can't on the actually podcast. Play it. <laughs> but feel free to spend however many minutes that song is at the end of the podcast listening to it yeah. and just pretend that it was part of it. Right. Unless Dolly would like to give us the rights to that. I feel like Dolly would be chill with that. <laughs> She's pretty cool. And then call us Suge. Yeah. Like, bring us to Dollywood um Dolly if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) I would love that I've always wanted to go to Dollywood I was so jealous when my friend got to go yeah oh it's so weird like after this many years like not to Mm -hmm. work there anymore nine years of my life it's a big change every every job even the those like stupid teenager jobs that I had it's always it's always a big transition I mean mm-hmm. they're always there are always those memories that you will always have and you know sights and smells and mm-hmm. conversations you've had it's just it's um I know it's fun to look back on I still I'm still friends with I think I'm still friends with people from every job except no I take that back I'm friends with still friends with at least one person from every job I've had Hmm. I'm not friends with anybody from that (laughs) no 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 not in general but like I'm not friends with hardly anyone from most of my past jobs other than like the two big main jobs that I've had Mm -hmm. like I worked one place for six plus years and I worked here for nine years and then I've had like a million jobs in between but sure. also during like I, I kept multiple jobs at once but I have had oh from DJing I still have friends from that and then pretty much all of my bar jobs except for one I've kept friends 
Do you have, just on kind of a parting note, was there a job that maybe you applied for? Maybe you had a decision between a couple of jobs that you didn't take and maybe you didn't wish that you'd taken, but just wonder? Yeah. Um, the same day that I interviewed at the company that I'm leaving mm-hmm. right now, I interviewed at... Um, a place that we used to hang out when it was still open. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I wasn't offered the job there, but it was more like, I don't know. He found out through the grapevine that I had accepted this other job anyways, Mm. you know, but he, he had told me, I don't know how I feel about hiring you because you come here a lot. Mm. The owner. Yeah. Who we saw this week. Yeah, we just. Your one outing that you've been on since March. Yeah. Um, but you know, like we're still chill with each other and stuff. It was never like hard feelings or anything like that. He just said, I don't know if I want to hire you because you're a regular here. Like you come here often Mm -hmm. and that is fine by me. It was, but at that time they were trying to go in a different direction and do like more of like a table service kind of thing. And that's what I would have been hired for, which Mm -hmm. is what I ended up doing at the job I'm leaving now. Right. So it was like they ended up not doing that. And that's how our good friend Jeff got his position mm-hmm. behind the bar. And then my friend Chad was also doing that behind the bar. Oh, wow. Um, but the, it was like Jeff was originally going to be a server. And then they ended up giving him bar shifts because they didn't do the server thing. And obviously, you know, it worked out. They stayed open for mm-hmm. eight more years after that. But like... You know, I didn't end up being part of that team. Yeah. I think that's fine. I had uh, no regrets, like, at all. Like, I had such a great, like, first couple years where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I made so many friends, like, some of them friends for life. um, And some I will not be sorry to see go. So there's that. Or I'm sure they won't be sorry to see me go either. Fewer and far between. As far as I'm concerned, like, I generally try to stay friends with people Mm -hmm. if possible. And there are some, and it's not personal all the time. It's just I need to purge all of the toxicity from that company out of my life. Yeah. And so some of them I won't necessarily be talking to after this. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just can't. I need to move on. Yeah, I, uh, I totally get that. Um, unfortunately I'm I'm at the point or the place where the type of job that I have and the type of place that I work it's been this way for a while it's just that regardless of the relationship you have with coworkers or people once they leave you can't really burn too many bridges although when I left my last job in El Paso our friend Brian uh suggested that i take the burn every bridge possible approach <laughs> just because it would be fun well, for him to his, watch his personality he's funny but uh but yeah where i work now when you work in education you don't know who you're going to be working with or for down the line down the line yeah. or who's related to whom yeah who's that a parent of whom you know, whatever so you sort of have to keep all that Well, the San Diego food and beverage industry is very like that, too. It's like I wouldn't want to. What was I thinking? Oh, no. I mean, there was I applied for a job like, you know, before the pandemic, but, you know, probably about six months ago to like seven months ago. And I went interviewed and they asked if I knew anyone that's ever worked for the company. And I was like, I don't think so, which I totally forgot our friend that actually works for them. Because they have so many different locations and different names and stuff. It's all just like a restaurant group. But I forgot about this girl that used to work at the company that I'm now leaving. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, do you know her? And I was like, oh, fuck. Because I didn't really like her and we mm-hmm. didn't get along. And she like, I don't know. She just like had a vendetta against me. And then I think that maybe deterred them from hiring me, which is too bad. But like I said, like San Diego is kind of a small world. As far like you don't want to burn bridges in the industry. 
But I, I mean, everyone know. loves a good quitting story, but sure, especially we were, when you're we in a place you don't want, you don't want to be, you always have that sort of fantasize about it. Yeah, like just, the fuck you, oh, fuck you, you're yes. cool, fuck you, fuck you. Um, and to come back full circle again, the last probably the best last day at that job and any job I had was my last day at my first job, Baskin Robbins. You were gonna say that. Uh, I wasn't training, but I made everything on the menu and took it home <laughs> as my That's parting amazing. gift. That's uh, <laughs> amazing. So, oh, so you probably have had that Jamocha shake I was talking about. I had a Jamocha shake. <laughs> I don't know if it was that specific it one. Was probably the it was one. fun. You know, I'm like, you know, like, well, you know, I'm like my, th- that's probably my parents, especially my dad's favorite job of mine that i've ever had because i would always bring that shit home and your dad you know likes ice cream he loves yes, he, ice cream. he does he does so indeed. you know our jamocha even our ironically being a flavor that he appreciates yeah yeah we, your sister-in-law uh, told me that a lot of times my shift my shift scoops uh or discounted items my work incentives went to him so uh, i'm glad he was able to enjoy that time <laughs> My life I know uh, most of the flowers I ever brought home <laughs> went to my mama, so I totally get it. My dad didn't appreciate them as much. I mean, I don't have that luxury anymore. It's not like, hey, here's a here's a biology unit, and that's so you can <laughs> learn biology. Right. I, got it I don't. Work. I don't have any of that either. <laughs> like, I can't bring home. Uh, I can't bring home a whale bar stuff. It's okay. We'll have to cut that out, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. I don't work there anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, um, are we ready to sign off? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, or are we, we going to have a pause here? Oh no, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. They, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm just not going to say the company name because I don't want to get sued, like I said earlier. Yeah. So, uh, many different experiences that that the company provides. Um, all right, the three B's, I suppose. So the last cheers to your... The final my job cheers. Yes. Good riddance. Good riddance. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, and goodbye to some. Uh, be safe. Be smart. Be sanitary. It's like shotgun now. <laughs>